Good morning and welcome to St James Church for our Bible readings and sermon. Uh, our first reading is taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 14, uh, reading through to chapter 4, verse 5. Uh, and Paul wrote this. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realise what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favourable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly, saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth? Who have faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So let's pray uh, as we look at these passages together. Lord God, thank you so much for the gift of your word and the gift of your Holy Spirit to lead us into your truth. Would you fill us now with your spirit? And show us what you want us to take from these passages today. Amen. Now, uh, the letter to Timothy, to Timothy we've been going through, it's interesting because, um, well, these are letters to a church leader. Uh, Timothy was uh, Paul's apprentice, someone that went with Paul on his journeys. And um, now Paul is in prison. Uh, and Timothy is leading a church, uh, we think in Ephesus, uh, and Paul is writing to him to encourage him, to support him, but it means that 
you know, we, we, we've kept hold of these letters, but they're addressed to one person. We're reading Timothy's mail at this point. Uh, and so these are letters to the leader of a church, uh, giving advice about what he should do, how he should conduct himself. Now, it's interesting this week because um, if you listen to this on Sunday, uh, then yesterday the PCC went away to pray, to seek God, to, to listen to what God was saying about what is happening at St. James, about how St. James should be shaped going forwards. Um, and so I'm sure you've got an opinion about what we should do at St. James, about how St. James should be uh, shaped, how our services should be. And so it was interesting for me looking at this as being advice to a church leader. So Timothy was dealing with his own problems in a church in Ephesus. They hadn't been through COVID. They weren't dealing with a cost of living crisis uh, and rapidly changing uh, government leadership. They were dealing with persecution. They were dealing with lots of false teaching. Uh, people coming in and saying, um, I've got the truth. Uh, and there's no, there's no internet, there's no encyclopedias. Uh, actually knowing what is true is quite difficult. And so uh, Timothy's dealing with his own pressures. His church has its own difficulties. And we get to see today what, what Paul has written to Timothy. Uh, and yeah, a lot of it's quite direct. You look how it starts. You must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. So there's a, a suggestion there that maybe Timothy is uncertain where to go, uncertain what to do next. Uh, and Paul's saying, you know what to do. Do what you've been taught to do. Keep doing what you've seen God doing before. Stay faithful to what's happened before now. Now, we know that Timothy travelled with Paul, uh, has seen him plant churches in Philippi and in various cities. He knows Paul's methods. And so Paul is saying, You've got this. You haven't got to do anything radical. Haven't got to do anything completely different. Do what you've done before. So it's like, okay, so so what does that mean? What does that look like? Uh, it says, you've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. And they've given you the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures inspired by God. It's used to teach us what is true, to make us realise what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So you see Paul's priority for churches, his priority for Timothy, teach the Bible. Get people reading the Bible, listening to the Bible, understanding God's word. This is, this is so important because the more we understand of God's nature, God's character, the history of God's people as they've sought to understand what God was calling them to do, the easier it is for us to discern what path God has set out for us. He's not giving Timothy a strategy. He's not giving him a service plan. He's not setting out a structure for pastoral care in the church. He's saying, focus on the Bible. Focus on what you already know of the things of God and teach that 
at this point, you would have had um, the Gospels. Uh, Mark's Gospel was written down and was shared out. People would have uh, had the Apostles' teaching was being passed on um, from person to person. And Timothy has sat with Paul as Paul uh, taught about his own conversion, taught about his experience of the Holy Spirit. He would have seen the miracles that were done uh, at Paul's hand by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul says this teaching, focus on it. Any scripture is God breathed. God has put life into it. We talk about the Holy Spirit being the breath of God. Adam was formed out of clay in Genesis 1 and then God breathes life into him. Uh, with Ezekiel, the valley of dry bones, there's just literally piles of bones on the floor. And God causes them to come together, uh, to stand up as, as skeletons again. And he clothes them with uh, flesh and blood. But they don't live until God breathes his life, his spirit into them. And so um, Paul is saying, so you have this breath of God has been breathed into all the scriptures that you have available to you. So use it. Teach people. Help them to understand the truth. Now, there is a difference between uh, Timothy's time and our time. Um, and that is that a lot more people can read now than could read in Timothy's time. People were reliant on the educated ones, uh, on the, the people who were teachers and apostles in the church to teach, to explain God's word because they couldn't read it for themselves. But now you and I live in uh, 2022, which for all its failings, all its difficulties, we have access to so many resources. Not only do we have the whole of the Bible, actually, we've got the writings of a so I mean, there are, there are libraries filled with works written on the Bible. And because lovely people know that that's too intimidating. People break it down for us, whether it's our daily bread, uh, whether you get a verse of the day on the uh, Version app, uh, whether it's daily prayer and you follow the lectionary. Uh, there are so many apps, so many Bible page, web pages that will give you just a bit of the Bible for each day so that you can read it, so that you can digest something that God has breathed his life into. This is Paul's priority. For Timothy, for Timothy's church, is God's word. Now, we have this conversation at St. James regularly at the moment about how um, this sermon we're putting online, we should have in our worship on a Sunday. That we like, it's our tradition at St. James to have a long sermon, a long 20, 30 minutes. Um, I went to the Church of God of Prophecy and they asked for a full hour, which is fine. I love talking, um, but that's an hour is not our uh, usual um, expectation of a sermon. But the truth is that we have sought God and we've asked God to breathe into our PCC over the last 10 years. And God has said, be focused on Jesus, be loving, 
in your relationships, be resilient in a mission. And when we're thinking about being loving, when we come all together on a Sunday morning at 10.30, not everyone understands English. And so for those people, when Ali, I or someone else stand up to preach, they only understand one word in three, maybe less. And so to be loving to them, we don't preach at them. Instead, we put the sermon here on, on Facebook, on YouTube, on the church website, on the podcast, so that you can find it, so you can listen to it when there's time to listen to a longer sermon. We don't make other people sit and listen to something that they can't understand. But that priority of teaching God's word, of understanding it, is still there. We still put out a 20, 30 minute sermon every week because that's our heart to get hold of what God has breathed into. Now, uh, Paul goes on. Um, but you see in chapter four, verse two, what he wants is for Timothy, preach the word of God. Uh, be prepared, whether time is favourable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. This is the focus that people understand truth. And then in verse three of chapter four, Paul says, a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They'll follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They'll reject the truth and chase after myths. Now, at college, we did church history. We learned about some of the heresies that were taught uh, and believed about um, Jesus not being divine. Uh, about um, the, whether the Trinity was exist, existed, what it meant to be for a, a monotheistic God to be in three persons. Uh, all these things were, were argued about and fought over. And that's why we have the creeds, because the church came together and had to hammer out, this is what we believe. This is our faith. But also it, it speaks to something that's very modern which is the desire for people to hear what they want to hear. Uh, I don't know if you've got a favourite radio station uh, or if there are particular podcasts that you listen to, but we all have voices that we prefer, people that we like listening to. Um, it's interesting, one of the podcasts I've been listening to recently is called The Rest is Politics, which has Alistair Campbell, who is from the Labour Party, and Rory Stewart, who was a government minister in the Conservative Party. And they're discussing together the politics of today. Uh, and it's interesting because, you know, my politics lean a certain way. And so for one of them, that's the sort of person I would normally listen to. But actually, to hear the opinions of someone else and to hear them argued and discussed, I found really interesting. Because rather than just listen to one point of view, I get to hear the other point of view and think, uh, do I do I agree if I don't agree why not um, and it helps me to test out what I'm thinking rather than having what I believe what I think just reinforced by listening to people who are who are like me all the time so there's a difficulty for us in that we all want to learn but actually how do you know what is 
sound teaching, what is good teaching, when there is teaching all over the place, all over YouTube, all over the internet? What do we listen to? And I think it's important to know who you're listening to. It's important to know where they're ministering, uh, to find out a bit about them. Uh, and then look at when you listen to their message, does it bring you close to Jesus? Does it help you to live a life which feels in step with the Holy Spirit? Paul's final advice um, to Timothy, keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. So for me, that's partly some of the one of the test. The people we listen to, do they come across having a clear mind? Are they focused on telling people the good news? Are they focused on people coming to know who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them on the cross? Or are they more concerned with, with minor matters? Are they more concerned with things that don't actually impact whether you're a Christian or not? They're, they're arguments amongst Christians as opposed to those things that are actually going to help people come to know Jesus for themselves. We're in a, such a different place uh, to Timothy, but actually there are still similarities. There are multiple teachers, and actually we have to take responsibility for what we listen to, for the teaching that we take on. We have to choose what we listen to, we have to choose what we uh, give credit to, uh, and take care over that. Now, I mean, it's interesting looking at this passage, thinking about how I preach to people who are not leaders of churches. When this is advice to church leaders, this is Paul talking to one leading a church going, focus on the Bible, read it well, be prepared, don't be afraid to suffer. Thanks. That's just what I wanted to hear. Don't be afraid to suffer. Yay! Go suffering! But whether you're a church leader or not, the fact we can see Paul's priorities for someone that he loves, someone that he started in ministry, someone that he commissioned to go and lead a church, I, I think it says a lot about what Paul thinks is is most important. Now, just to speak briefly about our gospel reading, we have the parable of the persistent widow, uh, this story of uh, someone who has been um, unjustly treated, but who as a widow doesn't have a lot of rights, doesn't have anyone standing up for them. So they've come to the judge of the area who is corrupt and said, someone's taken my stuff. Please, just, you need to rule so that I can get things back and that I can I can live, I can eat. And the judge isn't bothered. It's like, yeah, whatever. And this woman keeps coming back, keeps coming back, keeps coming back saying, I, ju I just want justice. I just want what's mine. I just want justice. And so then this corrupt judge, this judge who does not care, does what's right. Actually finds in favour of the widow, not because her case is right, but because she's bothering him. And Jesus says, so if a corrupt judge will do this, how much more will a God who loves his people answer when his people call out to him?
And so you have this um, encouragement to us <coughs> to pray persistently, to keep coming back to God, to keep coming to God saying, this is what, this is what we need, this is what I want. And this goes back to what we're saying from Timothy about priorities. Because if I think about what I pray for and how I pray, often I pray about things that are very short term. I pray about things that are um, immediate and just concerning me in the day. I, I pray about Tottenham Hotspur's results. Um, and when they lose, um, I get over it and I get on with my life. Nothing's really changed. For this widow, what she is praying for is her livelihood. It's her ability to eat and feed herself. And so she keeps coming back to God, coming back to God, coming back to God. And Jesus is talking to a group of people who are... Um, who were persecuted, who were under Roman oppression, who have cried out to God, God, where are you? But actually some of them have gotten used to it. It doesn't, you know, as much as they'd say, this isn't right, God will one day send a Messiah and free us from the Romans and we will be part of God's kingdom again here in Israel. But actually today, we just do what we need to do to survive. We just get by, we just whatever they are not crying out they're not praying anymore for messiah for god to come they're just getting on with life and jesus is saying this widow believed her cause was right she believed that the judge had the power to change things and she kept on asking so the challenge for me is what am i asking god for what am i praying for now uh, for the last 40 days we've been praying for direction praying for God to speak to us about what next, what what now, how do we be church in this place, how do we be church post-Covid um, as St James, with our different languages, our different cultures, but our one focus on Jesus, God, what do we do? And yesterday, for me that's tomorrow, um, PCC have gone to spend the day praying, for the last 40 days people have been praying in church uh, through each week, every evening and people have written down what they've heard God saying that the Bible verses that that have come to mind as they've prayed and we've brought those together and that will go into what PCC look at um, and then PCC will meet tomorrow in their actual regular meeting to do business and to plan what comes next but Saturday's a day of prayer a day where we keep coming to God saying God show us the way show us what you want to do now we've talked about St James being a lighthouse for at least eight years. Um, I'll have to go back and check PC notes as to when that picture was given. We talk about standing on the rock of Jesus, shining his light to all we meet. And I was thinking about these, this reading. If you're in a lighthouse, actually shining the light is hard work. There's lots of stairs to climb to get to the top. To make the light go on and actually these two things are the staircase bible study and prayer persistent prayer not just each day lord god bless us uh, oh god help me but each day god let your kingdom come let your will be done come amongst us show us what to do 
and each day reading the Bible for ourselves, trying to grapple with God, who are you? What does it mean, Jesus, to follow you today, Tuesday, 12 o'clock, wherever I am, how do I follow you in this situation? Lots and lots of small steps take us up the lighthouse to where we can make the light shine. It was Paul's priority. Teach the word. Scripture is God breathe, Timothy. Preach in season and out of season. This is such an important thing. This is what I want to impress on you as I finish this letter to you, the person that I, I see as my son. And Jesus says, pray. Pray persistently. Pray like your lives depend on it. Don't pray and give up. Pray something else tomorrow and see if that works. Pray for something and persist in it. Keep praying it. It's hard work because there's disappointment. There's disappointment in praying something and seeing it actually not be answered straight away or the next day or the day after. But as we pray and we come back to God going, God, you didn't answer. That's not changed. Our understanding of God deepens. Our understanding of our situation deepens. And eventually there is breakthrough. Eventually we get to where we understand what God is doing and we see him engage in our situation, in our lives. I'm going to cease preaching because I feel like I'm getting carried away. Our readers give us two priorities, the Bible and prayer. <laughs> Who knew? What a surprise that is. But they're saying every day, make this such a priority and don't give up. Keep on going. And Paul said to Timothy, don't be afraid to suffer. Sometimes it's not going to work out straight away. Keep on going. Persevere like the widow. Trust in God. And I just think this last line from Jesus's story. When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? We build our faith in scripture and by persisting in prayer. The way is clear, the steps up the lighthouse are laid out for us. So let's determine to do it. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word, which is God breathed. And thank you for the opportunity, the, the privilege of coming to God in prayer. Of knowing ourselves able to be close to God at a moment's notice. Would you fill us again with your Holy Spirit so that we have the strength to persevere, to persist in praying, in reading your word, in growing in our understanding. And we trust in you to show us the way because it's your light that we are shining. Lord Jesus, bless us, we pray for your name's sake. 
Amen. Thank you very much for joining me, for listening. Uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, PCC meets tomorrow night, and so uh, we'll then obviously let you know uh, what's decided, where we've gone to. Please keep praying for your brothers and sisters at St James, whichever congregation you're normally part of. Pray that God shows us the way uh, and that we're able to have his wisdom uh, in the path ahead. God be with you.